Hi, this is Linda Burton. And this is Joe Burton. <laughs> With Generation to Generation. This week's topic is again on this topic of sex and marriage. Uh, and, and this week we're coming together as a couple yes. to discuss that. First week we did it, uh, was you and Pastor Kathy. Mm -hmm. Second week, uh, well, the next time was myself and Pastor Flowers, uh, Pastor James, I mean. <laughs> And so this week we're going to talk to get, uh, together as a couple. Yeah. So ins and outs and the, the, I don't know. Well, let's. Why don't you guys start? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, what we can do is say that um, sex is a gift from God. It was designed not just for procreation, for having children and replenishing the earth but it was also designed for pleasure. And it is a wonderful pleasure. It's a wonderful gift that God has given us. And it's one of the most intimate things. It's one of the most intimate experiences that a man and a woman will have together. And so I think it's an important subject. I think not too many people talk about it in a way that is uh, respectful it's thrown all over the internet and TV and music and what have you. It's thrown all over the place, but it's done in a very inappropriate way that um, degrades it in some way. And so to have this platform with you and Linda, I, I think it's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly, the, the idea that it's been uh, it's been spread in a way that's been missing, misinformed. Mm -hmm. And quite often from generation to generation, those myths and those taboos and those misinformation gets passed on. Mm -hmm. And what happens as we continue to go and, and uh, each generation starts to find less and less satisfaction, which then in turn makes their imagination increase and they start looking other places which gets them in more and more trouble and i and i i think in the entertainment industry industry they've they've marketed it mm -hmm. you know it, there's there's a market for sex mm -hmm. and so people have advertised it people have made it so that it entices your imagination and Back in the day, there were very few things that kids knew and understood about sex unless they got it from their parents. I don't know if it was, I don't know when they started teaching sexual education in schools, but I think uh, it needs to be taught, but taught in a way that makes sense. Not just talk about the physical aspect, but talk about the emotional aspect talk about the things that can happen as a result of getting involved too soon, too fast, mm -hmm. and not really knowing what you're getting involved in. You know, that is true, because I remember sex, the sex education class in school, in high school. Mm -hmm. And you're right, I, as I think back of it, I don't, I don't remember them talking about the emotions behind it. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. You know, or, or the emotions that could be, you know, that can lead to it and the hurt that can lead, because you, know, you know it'd be good too if they would have talked about. I mean, I don't know if they do it today though, but how a woman can or the female may, you know, she she looks at it differently, of course, and she attaches herself quicker. I think 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. Then a man does, but I think young boys do too. I mean, something happens to both of them. Mm-hmm. You know, especially right. a man. From a, I know that from a man's uh, side of things, uh, something happens to us if that if that spark is if that uh, that fire is lit for no, not that fire, but yeah, if you get introduced to it too fast, too soon, it mm-hmm. kind of warps your your thinking. Yeah, yeah. Right? As a, as a young as a young boy. Mm-hmm. And not really even understanding the dynamics of it, what that means, what that looks like, because it's it's very natural. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's it 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 happens. It's part of it's part of our nature as human beings to have the sex drive. But if you don't know what to do with that drive, it can drive you into a lot of heartache. Mm-hmm. It can drive you into a lot of problems. It can drive you into having of a responsibility that you didn't think you would end up having because you ended up just having sex and now somebody has a baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you weren't emotionally attached to that person, now what do you do? Now how do you how do you detach yourself and at the same time, be honest and be forthright in and doing due, due, due diligence for the sake of the child. Because now a human being is there and it's not their fault that mom and dad weren't married. They didn't know what they were doing. They were just caught up in the moment. And now what's going to happen to that child? I, I, I think too, uh... The other side of this is that there's a, a real danger of uh, uh, disease and, and that kind mm-hmm. of thing uh, when you you don't really know a person. Right. It it is uh, uh, there's a real danger of disease that uh, uh, can really create some real problems. Right, because venereal diseases, it's not discussed that much anymore, but that stuff is still out there because mm-hmm. people are doing people are doing some strange things mm-hmm. so so there there is a umbrella and a covering that uh, scripture puts it under and it's under the covenant of marriage it is where god put the the environment for uh, sexual pleasure and uh, it, all of the things that go along with that under the un, under the umbrella of marriage scripture tells us marriage is honorable and the bed is undefiled. And, mm-hmm. and, and it's really important to note how it's written. It says marriage is honorable and the bed didn't say intercourse or anything like it just said the bed mm-hmm. is undefiled. And what that really means is it leaves your imagination free to experiment with each other through the umbrella of marriage, the sexual uh, pleasure and the sexual intimacy area. And I think the problem with this is that people have gotten wrong information about that. They've gotten the wrong wrong information and they think uh, there's only one way to have sexual pleasure and that's through the, the organs, the or, organs that are used to make children. The, the problem with this is that Sexual sexuality is way bigger than two physical organs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And if you limit it to just the two organs, you limit your mind. And when your mind is limited, your imagination is stifled. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you can't yeah. have fun. And you can't, basically, you can't have fun. Okay. <laughs> You're supposed to have fun. You you reduce this experience to just the a release, yeah, yeah. And, the and that's it. And that that becomes uh, not satisfying to to people as they grow and as they as they go. And of course, uh, we live in a world that's ready and willing to give you all kinds of other suggestions, extracurricular mm -hmm. mm -hmm. that that can get us in trouble. Yeah, because speaking of that, because I remember, and I think I've told you guys this before, but I, I remember someone saying that, because uh, you say all this, mis this misinformation can come from that sex, like, mm -hmm. they were like, oh, you can't get a girl pregnant, you know, if she's a virgin. Wow. <laughs> I heard that before. Wow. All the misinformation. <laughs> now that's definitely misinformation. That's misinformation. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's her first time. You don't have to worry about getting her pregnant. Yep, that's misinformation. And, 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 or if and, you do it in a certain position. Correct. Mm -hmm. And, and, and it's said with such seriousness. I mean, they—they they, it's like, do they really believe it? But it, it was, it was. I mean, the person sounded like they believed it. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know, there was no joking. There was no snickering uh -huh. or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But I heard, and it, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of myths out there. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. And no. just just imagine, <laughs> just imagine, Joe, if you're a little boy and you're hearing something like that, and you're you're uh, open and and vulnerable. vulnerable to that kind of thing, it can really get you into a bad place. Oh yeah. Because you can believe that. Mm -hmm. You know, here's an adult saying this to you. Now add to this, this is an adult that you may admire mm -hmm. saying that to you. Mm -hmm. You know, that can get you, that can make you make wrong choices, which can okay. get you into a lot of real trouble. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that's what, what has happened over the generations. Uh, people have said things to, to younger people. They may have been kidding with them or funning them or just playing or entertaining themselves by watching to see how they're going to react to it. And those kids believe that stuff. Yeah. They may not have said nothing or act like it, but they took it in. Mm -hmm. Correct. Because mm -hmm. children are very impressionable. Mm -hmm. And if it comes from an adult that they trust mm -hmm. and that they know, they will take it as truth. Mm. But the majority of the time, the different things that we hear is from our same age. So being a teenager, you hear something else from a teenager. Mm -hmm. And they could have got it from anywhere. They could have got it from there, but you know, overhearing something or just their thoughts, you know, of science, how science works or whatever. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that <clears throat> what happens as well. well it, mm -hmm. it had to come. I mean, because I don't know. I mean, you say so. Okay, I understand. I, I think it still has to come from an adult or from somebody hearing it. Yeah, you're. You might have heard it from a teenager, right? But that teenager didn't just make it up, did they? I hope. I mean, yeah. that's that's pretty that's pretty dangerous if you make it up stuff. I mean, it's possible, right? Yeah, it is possible. But yeah, that is pretty dangerous. And kids are so impressionable. If if one kid says it, you know, another kid might say, "Really?" You know, not really knowing anything, not having the facts. But kids listen to their peers. 
And I think it's so important for parents to have a kind of relationship with their children that the parents know that, okay, when a child reaches a certain age, that they need to be taught and they can trust their parents because they have that relationship. But if you don't have a relationship with your child, if you've never sat down and just talked about life or um, sit down at the table and talk about the things that are going on in the world and talk about what's going on with your child and ask open-ended questions, mm -hmm. then that child will be too embarrassed to come and say, dad, I had a wet dream, mm -hmm. you know, and I don't know what happened. And the dad, oh, you're too young to know about that. Just change your pajamas so your mom doesn't know. And, you know, but this, these are the conversations that we need to have with our kids. We need to be in their ears before anyone else is in their ears. Because even school starting earlier, like sixth grade or fourth grade. Ten years old. Yeah. So they're even starting you know, earlier. Mm. I know it's yeah. kids. It was early, you know. So. I remember going to uh, their uh, their school, and I think it was as soon as 11, 10 or 11. Really? Yeah, because he was in, what was he, middle school? So you're talking about sex education? Yeah, yeah. I think it was for Darius, yeah. mm. my oldest now. Mm. But yeah, they were, they were young. What was Javon? Oh, okay. I messed up that. So, yeah. but it was young. It was young. I remember them talking yeah. about ten or eleven. Yeah, I I, I know some of them uh, in their sex education. They talk about uh, this this the idea of uh, everybody has a right to be who them who they are, and and, and then uh, uh, you know this group is you can't be down on this group or that group or nothing like that and then it leads into how to uh keep from getting pregnant and how to to you know they talk about all of those things the clinical the aspect. clinical aspect and the first part of that a lot of that has to do with uh uh telling those children to be open to other kinds of people yeah. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. It, and so I think it's really important for parents to, to uh, especially in the ages when the parent actually has the influence mm -hmm. to, mm -hmm. to help the child know what, uh, what's important to them. Uh, quite often, I, I, I know that dads are really important in telling sons who they are. Mm -hmm. Dads are really important in telling their son who they are. And moms are really important in verifying what dad said, mm -hmm. you know, and vice versa when it comes to girls. And, and so if dads are there to tell sons about sexuality, mm -hmm. who they are, how to interact uh, and answer the questions that the son has, the son is a lot better off when they get out in the teen ages, early teens, sometimes now it's 12, maybe 11, and they get influenced and bombarded by quite often, like you were saying, Joe, false information from peers, like Linda was saying, false information from peers. If they have nobody to go that they trust to talk about that with, mm -hmm. they're kind of in trouble. 
because if you, I don't know how the locker room is today. Mm -hmm. Probably mm -hmm. a lot dirtier. Yeah. If you're in sports, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep, yep. If you haven't talked to your son. Uh, oh, he's gonna he's gonna start hearing some things in that locker room. Yep, yep. Right, and yep. they need to hear truth before they hear what's popular. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody's doing it. Mm -hmm. You know, man, you haven't you haven't done that yet. What's wrong with you? You know, are you a? You know, so it's. I, I think it's really important that parents have the kind of relationship with their children so that that child feels very comfortable, not in just hearing the information, but in asking questions. Because it's, it's considered a taboo subject, but it doesn't need to be because it's life. And, and unless there's something physically going on with your body, you will have this experience. What do you do with how you feel? What do you do based on what your body is saying, but you know that you're not ready to do anything because you don't even know what to do. So having having that um, conversation with your with your children is critical. And I think fathers having a conversation with their daughters so that their daughters, and it's like taking your daughter on her first date, treating her like a woman, uh, treating her like a, a lady, a young lady that she is, showing her how valuable she is, and this is how she should be treated. And from that first date, she will know, they, especially, and again, it's having that good relationship with your child she will understand that her dad's standards for her are very high. Therefore, I want a man to treat me respectfully. I want a man to think that, um, and, and, and to know that you can't just treat me anyway, because my dad treats me like I'm his little princess. And I, so I have, I have this feeling about how important I am as a female and that I'm not going to be used just so that you can release yourself. You can go to the bathroom and do that yourself. Ooh, did I say that? You did. That's okay. okay. <laughs> All right. But there's one other part that I think we're missing too that dads do um, that I did appreciate is dressing or makeup. You know, the, the outer part of how a woman carry herself. You know, it's, it's I remember um, I tried to it was a dance and I was trying to wear makeup for the very first time. And I love how my dad handled it. He goes, Miha, you know, you're so beautiful, but let me fix something. And he got, he got a wet rag and he started wiping it off the slowly, you know what I mean? Like, like Miha, just let me right here. And then just, and he ended up taking the whole thing off. And, and at the end, you know, me being daddy's little girl. And he goes, oh, you're so beautiful. Now, now I can see your face, you're so beautiful. And I'm just eating it all up, you know? <laughs> of course, of course. Eating it all up. And I never, ever wore makeup. Even when we got married and stuff, I never wore makeup because my dad did that. You know, it was like everything was, it was, it was reminding me, you know, you're beautiful just the way you are, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And even on those days when you have a pimple, uh, you know, you get a pimple on your nose or the middle of your forehead or something. And you know, you don't want to go to school that day. <laughs> I remember my dad saying, Miha, Miha, 
This is the day that all the other girls have a chance to look as beautiful as you. You <laughs> wow. have to go to show them that, you know, you have bad days and they can have a good day today. You know? <laughs> and, and I just, you know, little me was like, okay. <laughs> I had a little too much confidence. <laughs> but that's the kind of influence he had with you. Yeah, and, and it made a big difference of who I am. And I, yeah, I still made wrong decisions, but it taught me how to carry myself. It taught me, you know, of just the value of me. And I think right. we use that, the value the value of ourselves. Right. And if we lose that, then people can treat us any way they want. Mm -hmm. Right, right. And, so, and if you lose it, that there's a whole world of predators out there trying to prey on the fact that you have weak or low self-worth and and have you caught up in all kinds of things trying to prove that you're valuable. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and that that's that's pretty manipulative and and, mm -hmm. and deceptive. And deceptive. And, and it creates real problems. Yeah, and that's why they use the uh, modeling angle mm. to trap these girls into pornography. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. They don't just go up to them and, and say, hey, we want you to you know, be in pornography. They use the modeling angle. Right, mm -hmm. right. And that's where they start. Because every girl wants to be a model, mm -hmm. you, know, mm -hmm. you know, wearing fun clothes and beautiful clothes. And then they slowly, maybe, uh, how don't you, because first of all, you, you they, they'll do the modeling act, mm -hmm. pay them real good, because that's, that's how you hook them. Mm -hmm. right. Right. And real, real good. Like, man, I got paid $1,200 for, for two hours of work. Mm -hmm. And then somewhere down the line, they ask them to remove this and, you know, maybe participate in this scene. Mm -hmm. And they pay them the same. So that's how they hook them. Yep. Start, they start from I'm sorry. I was just going to say sex trafficking works in similar ways. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. Big industry here, here in America as well as different countries. Oh, yeah. It's a huge industry, oh, yeah. and and it, and it preys on little young girls as well as boys now. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, mm -hmm. And so it just it, it without parents to help uh, be covering and uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh, mm -hmm. a influence and a, a and a beacon of light, point direction. Uh, for our kids, they they they'll get into a lot. Of, they can get into a lot of trouble. They can have false expectations and mm -hmm. all kinds of things. You know, uh, a false ex. It's it's ridiculous to have this expectation of a person, and they have no clue about what you expect of them. Mm -hmm. Yet you're frustrated because they're not that person, and you have never told them about your expectation. Now that could be from a whole lot of places. It may be dangerous to tell them about you, mm -hmm. or you may perceive it's dangerous to talk to them about you because of the way they handled other times when you were vulnerable with them. You, you, you know, and so remember we, when we talked about a safe place, creating a safe environment. That's one of the reasons that's so important because without a safe place, you can't really become intimate with each other because mm -hmm. you can't talk about you, the you that's you that nobody else know about, mm -hmm. the real you who you really are. You can't talk about that with a person that you perceive as not safe. Mm -hmm. So that means your sexual relationship is, it's got this 
lid over it. <laughs> you, you know, you know, and and so that just covers you up, and that now you in prison inside of yourself. Mm. <laughs> okay. You know, you know, and so that that becomes really important for 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 especially again parents to show kids what safe environments look like how to create a safe place mm -hmm. and the fact that they can talk about anything with with each other uh all of these feelings actually all of these feelings that we experience in our sexual relationships all of those feelings actually come from god mm -hmm. god is the one that created all of those feelings mm -hmm. all of those desires actually come from him he created that so that we could actually enjoy each other. It's mm -hmm. a part of his gift to us. That's mm -hmm. why sex is actually a gift. Mm -hmm. But he decided it's really safe to put it under the umbrella of a married couple. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, 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 and so, and so if, but if at some point I never learned that it's okay to talk about these feelings, it's okay to talk about the things that uh, excite me or something like that. If it's tabooed or if I had a parent who said, that's nasty, and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Then it goes inside, I cover it up and never talk about it. Mm -hmm. And that creates a prison for me where I can't really be free to talk about things because I think if I bring that up, you're gonna say, I'm nasty. Personalize it. Mm -hmm. So you think, and so what do you think about the terminology or the phrase the birds and the bees? Uh, birds, it's like no. It's yeah, I mean it's like the birds and the bees. It's like uh I, I don't know. But what does birds and bees have to do with it? Nothing, <laughs> nothing, nothing. Bird bees sting. <laughs> and birds always run away from you. <laughs> you know, I never thought about it, but that's true. <laughs> yeah. You know, we, I don't know, um, because sometimes adults are afraid to bring up the subject because they think they'll bring up something that the child might now start thinking about. The child's already thinking about it. All you need to do is give them the facts. And, and do it in a way where they want to hear you. You know, like James is saying, create a safe environment so that they're not, they don't feel like they're being um, put on the, um, uh, on the judgment seat, mm -hmm. that they, you know, they're under trial, they're under a microscope, they're under, a, a, you know, a, a light where mm -hmm. now, you know, the poor kid is sweating you know because now they've got to have this conversation mom is in the room and i don't want to talk i don't want mom to know that i'm having these feelings and that's where the communication between parent and children is so so vitally important because if, if it's not there they'll never come to you with these questions you know, the little girl will start to bud and she'll say, mom, what is that? And the little boy will start to grow hair and he'll say, dad, what is that? You know, you need to have those conversations before that so that the child knows when, when those things happen, oh, that's natural, that's just pubic hair or that's breast or whatever, you know, and they'll feel comfortable. They won't feel embarrassed by it. 
it, it, we've got to take the shame out of it. Mm -hmm. We've got to take the shame out of it because this is a natural part of life. It's like being born and dying. Mm -hmm. It's, it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And if we don't talk about it, children will become misinformed and they'll make mistakes. And the mistakes can be very costly. Very costly. Very costly. Yeah, because you, you, you have them plan for college and career, but you don't have them plan for life, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. You, you're a human being first before you get into college. Right. Uh, or before you become an athlete. Right. Yeah, you're going to get to that, that life change is going to happen first before you even get to the other thing. So. And you got and, and and you gotta pick the right moment when you tell a child too. Because mm -hmm. some child children may be too immature. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And the reason I say that because I remember being in this one place and it's a younger boy. And this mother, she was trying to she was trying to be astute, you know, she was trying to get ahead ahead of the curve. So she had an older daughter and a younger son. And one day in public, you know, the the, the little boy said he was probably 10, 12, mm -hmm. he pointed at his sister and says, I know what goes in there. <laughs> and this was in public. Man, she was embarrassed. Oh, and, you know, all the peers were around. See, I was an older, I was younger. I was like 20 something at the time, mm -hmm. 25 or 26. Uh, of course, and it was a, a lot of young people. So, you know, I was a little leader. Mm -hmm. like, you know how kids, it's breakout session and stuff, and these boys <laughs> and girls are talking and everybody, and he was like, I know what goes in there. And his sister was so embarrassed. <laughs> oh, my. Oh. She was in high school. She was high school age, and he was middle school age. Uh, uh, <laughs> so oh, you gotta, my. You gotta pick the right time to tell that. You gotta, you gotta know your children. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> That's that's what he did to his sister. Right now, don't you come out. <laughs> yeah, you gotta know your kids. You gotta know. Them. Oh boy, it's a time and a place, right? Right. For everything. Right. <laughs> like, Ooh, that was not the time or the place. <laughs> I mean, he didn't know that. He was just oh. excited to know stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's just being innocent. You know, but he heard, he obviously heard someone say it. it and so he just repeated it, but he didn't know what the effect would be saying it within a group, yeah. you know, in the, in the presence of his sister. Oh my God. Yeah. He did it, he, no, he did it to his sister. Oh, oh okay. Oh no, it, it was, the mom was, the mom had, was teaching them both about sex education. The mom took it upon herself, like you say, mm -hmm. parents need to get involved. Well, she did get involved. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, but I think she didn't know the maturity level of her, her son, mm -hmm. right? Because mm -hmm. he did that to his sister. Oh, oh, oh. oh. But, uh, yeah. It's like, he's learning. <laughs> uh, yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, you will make a few missteps. Yep. <laughs> as yep. a parent, I suppose. I suppose so, yeah. yeah. It yeah. doesn't come, you know, parent, you know, and we were talking about this on another broadcast earlier this week. Parenting does not come with a manual. So a lot of parents make mistakes because they learn from parents that didn't know anything and you know so on and so on mm -hmm. and 
it's the and and I said this on the broadcast earlier. It is one of the most important jobs you'll ever have in your life, but nobody teaches you how to do it. Mm. You know, it could be one of the most rewarding jobs that you'll ever have in your life. But if you don't, if you if you're not taught, or if you're not skilled, and communication is critically important in any relationship and and very important when it comes to parents and their children but sometimes they have difficulty expressing themselves in a way where the child will understand it you gotta you can't just talk about the clinical side of it you have to talk about the emotional side of it you have to talk about the physiological side of it what's going on in the brain and what causes the brain to make things feel like they feel in the body mm -hmm. and what do you do with that mm -hmm. you know so it's really really important to just you know it's like everybody needs to go back to school <laughs> everybody <laughs> hey cut 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 everything off and everybody just let's 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 do school yeah, you know? it will be very powerful to teach a child something about emotions and their, what they're going to be feeling and then when they actually feel that, like my dad, my mom was 100%, man, you got them now. Right, right. You didn't, you didn't touch them now. I'm like, man, this actually happened. Right, right. That's what you, that's why you need to be straight. Like you're saying, not, not the clinical part only, the emotions that you're going to be feeling or experiencing and then the feeling you may get, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because the girl, teaching the girl how, what she's going to be like, what she's going to feel like, well, when she's all struck over this guy, that mm -hmm. kind of looked at her. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, what she's Because I have seen a lot of women, well, they're not women, young ladies. They'll sit there for hours and draw these little hearts all over. And I'm, I, I, I looked at one time in this notebook. I'm like, man, she spent a lot of time. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. She was... She, she was in, you know, she thought she was in love, but in her mind, she's in love. But to be spending that much time drawing these little bitty hearts on this notebook, you know? Probably infatuated. Yeah, in fact, <laughs> on page, in page after page after page. You know how much time that takes and the color each one in? Oh, my. We're not talking about 10 hearts. We're talking about 200, 300, 400 wow. little hearts colored in and got the little arrow. That's a lot of time. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you're talking about people can dive in deep into this stuff. Mm -hmm. Love, mm -hmm. as they think, they, they, you know, they think what love is, but it's 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 a powerful thing. Yeah. yeah. One other thing that I want to make sure we discuss, and I know it could be a whole nother issue on its own, but I just want to make sure it be a little bit a part of this. When um, we talked about doing it all together, um, me and Kathy was talking about of how women dress and how that brings temptation to a man and how that can mess up a marriage um, and a relationship as well as how that can lead men or men that have pornography issues as well. So I know that could be a whole other topic, but I would like to at least um, discuss it a little bit today. So um, everybody don't get taught mm -hmm. that um how you dress how you should cover up and how you should present yourself and they see the eyes and the ooze and you know the sexy look or the sexy feeling 
but they don't know what that does to the other person and how you could still be fully dressed and still mm -hmm. feel sexy. That is a normal thing to feel sexy without showing your body. Yeah, and, sex is in the mind. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And that also helped with people that, like me being married, seeing having another uh, woman that dressed like that, the temptation that I have or that Joe might have or a man that's wearing something too tight, the temptation that a woman, a woman well, you know, might have. So it's- Singing out the chest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sticking in the stomach. You know, on television, they stay, you know, the guys, they got to take off their shirts, they stick in their stomach. You can tell they're sticking their stomach in. I can see that. You're a good actor, but I saw you do that. Yeah. But no, but see, but the fashion industry doesn't help either because the fashion industry, yeah. yep. like, that's what they're doing now. Right, right. So who's, who's making these clothes that women can dress modestly? You know? Uh, it, it is... Uh... Like you say, it's 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 instigated and uh, spearheaded by quite often the, the fast fashion industry because there's mm. so much money involved. Oh and, yes, oh yes. Uh, and and so they don't care about what happens to humans, as long or as you, what happens to a family or a marriage. Uh, yeah, as long yes. as they making money off of you, making money off. Of you. Now, now God did a thing in Genesis when He took the rib, and the Scripture says that He. Fashion. fashioned her now now that that concept means he formed her and and made her in a way that would be attractive to us mm -hmm. and and so it's and, and the whole point is i you need to notice her you need to notice her you got all of this going on i've given you everything told you to do all of this stuff and you, it is possible to get caught up in everything you're doing and just not even notice her. Well, he, his answer to that is to fashion her in a way where you, you and I notice. Mm -hmm. okay. And and I think it's really important for our boys to understand because the power of that notice that came from fashion can really get us in trouble. Mm -hmm. You, you know, we have to really understand this. Because actually, you remember that, was it a song or a play? Your arm's too short to box with God. That was a play. Okay, so there was a play long time ago that said your arms are too short to box with God. And that's what what we are doing when we think, oh, I, I, I'm okay. I, I'm okay. And ain't nothing going to bother me. No, you just set yourself up for some real trouble. Mm -hmm. okay, okay, so... It's, it's important to understand the power of the attraction of the female. And it's really important for boys to get this early before they get caught up in it. Mm -hmm. So they start to, when it starts to happen to them, they know what's happening. Mm -hmm. They recognize they it. Recognize it. Recognize it. Uh, or they end up saying, oh, and they just get led off into mm -hmm. it because it's a natural process and you just get led off into it. But if you know what's happening and then dads can teach boys, this is what you do when something like this is happening mm -hmm. to you. Okay, you, 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 need to, you need to not let your eyes mm -hmm. stay too long. Right, right. <laughs> you know. A glance, but that's it. 
You have, see, you have power over your eyes. Mm -hmm. You may not have power over your notice. You might notice this, but you have power over your eyes. That means you can take your notice off of it. Mm -hmm. I know there's a passage of scripture in um, the book of Psalms and it talks about, it says, I will set no wicked thing before me. Mm -hmm. And so what it's saying is because David, David wrote a lot about relationships, but Solomon really, really just hit the nail on the head and kept hammering and kept hammering and kept hammering throughout the book. But what it does is it tells us you have the ability to change your focus if you want to. Now, if you choose not to, it will take you down this dark road. But I think, and like he was saying, uh, the fashion industry, even in the men's department, the fashion industry has just gone nuts. Yep. You know, yep. they've actually made jeans just to enhance a woman's back backside, mm -hmm. you know, and everybody wants their backside to be noticed. I've never seen, well, I, mm. And then they made a uh, false backside, so in case you can't get... <laughs> Butt plugs. Uh, yeah, yeah, all kind of stuff. Or get shots. Mm -hmm. That's who, who, whoever thought. Now, my problem is, what are you going to do when you get eighty, and that, that <laughs> all that is behind you, and all this is in front of you? You're not going to be able to walk. Yeah. And the problem with all of that and this is that all of that and this doesn't really create pleasure. No. It, it after a minute, that. And this is just that and this. Parts are parts. Parts are basically parts. Yeah, you, 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 get, you, you meet the girl out in the mall and then you get home and then, you know, and then she comes out of the bathroom and you're like, wait a minute. What, you're, what this mall, you're this flat, this check. Who are you? Wait, wait a minute. Oh, you, or you, or you, or you just gonna get up and leave? Oh, you, you know, I mean, are you that shallow? Like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. I thought I was so. I've been robbed. <laughs> shallow. Oh, that's, that's falsehood. Uh, yeah. You represented yourself. Yep. I, wanna, I need a lawyer. <laughs> well, that's the world we live in these days. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, that's the world we live in these days. And it's not, it's not about substance. It's about yeah. yeah, it's about other things because the person that has all of that could be could be mean or jacked up in the head or yeah. you don't know, you don't know. So just being aroused by what you see has very little value. Very I'll, I'll just leave it as that, has very little value. So like we were saying last time we were together, Joe, I think I was saying that uh, the three things that are really important that bring pleasure, one of them is knowledge, the other one is insight, the other one is skills. And, mm -hmm. and those are the three things that actually bring pleasure, knowledge, insight, and skill. Knowledge of what to do, insight in how to do that with you, and the skill of how to do it. And and that is, that is really what brings pleasure. Parts are parts. <laughs> Okay, okay, so at, at, at some point, parts just don't, they're just 
part. Mm-hmm. Okay. So so what happens with the with the person is you you take your body and all of your parts and use your knowledge, your skill, and your insight of your mate to make those parts work. Mm-hmm. You know what? I want to go back to something because you, you you brought up something where where if you look, because I remember watching a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. And, and it may have been older movies. I don't know if, it, if they do it today in the movies as much. Uh, but when a woman would seem to be getting undressed, the man would turn. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, you remember seeing that in, in a lot in the movies? Right, right. Right? So now I was, under, you know, like, so that was a real good, because I saw that and I was like, huh. But my my thought was, if, if she's going to show, I'm going to look. Mm-hmm. Right? But there's something to that. Like you said, taking down it would take you down a dark path or a different path you mm-hmm. should go down. But there is something to not looking. Yeah, yeah. Because right. if you, if your if your lust level if your lust level gets too high, it increases your expectation, which makes it a disappointment for her, for you, makes her a disappointment for you, and she becomes a failure. So it's not what she does, it's what you do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. So I'm just like, oh man. But the thing about it though, too, the hardest, so the hardest thing that the man can have and face is the, like you said, those chemicals. Yep. Those endorphins that kick in when you see that. Yep. It's so hard to fight against something that feels so pleasurable. Yep. You yep. Know what I mean? So that's when discipline comes in. Yep. This and is- strength. And, and some strength, right? Mm-hmm. And and oh. and some strategy. Uh, let's go play some ball. Let's just get ourselves really tired. Let's keep ourselves uh, preoccupied and engaged in something else. Because if I don't have nothing to do and I just sit around and think about that, I'm setting myself up. Mm-hmm. 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 That's good. Uh, so so modesty becomes really important for women so that they don't create in this man a false sense of who she is. Now she don't have to she don't have to come up to some kind of expectation that he has in his mind of who she is because of how she dressed and what that stimulated in his mind. You know what? You bring that point, see, you brought that point and my mind automatically goes to this movie. You ever seen Pleasantville? Mm-hmm. You ever seen the movie Pleasantville, the black and white movie? Uh-uh. No, I have. I have. Well, it was a color movie. It's 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 a it was a modern movie at the time. It may have been ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Fifteen. It's called Pleasantville, and it had a scene in, it, you know, and I can't remember what time, so I'm just gonna pick a time. So I think they were in the '90s, or maybe no, maybe the 2000s. I think they were in the 2000s. Mm-hmm. Started out in color and stuff like that, and then something happened. And the family got transported back into 1960, maybe, or 50, or maybe 1950. Okay. So you got a modern family, 2000, went back in time, and the movie switched to black and white. Okay. Switched Uh back to the time where the girls had the skirts, Mm -hmm. the guys had the slick hair and the jackets, you know, all that time? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what you said there is the girl from the 2000s, she fell, you know, she went out with this guy in the 1950s 
right? And, and in the 1950s, they used word like swell. Oh, that's swell. <laughs> that word? That's, that's swell. Yeah. <laughs> so just to give you a frame of mind where these guys' minds were. Uh-huh. So even back then, in the 1950s, they had the lookout point. You know, you know, you get into the car with your date, your girl, and you drive. And they were sitting there, right? And the girl's over there, and, and they wouldn't do anything, right? Now, when these people from the future came to that period of time, the, what the girl did was she decided to go one step farther and have mm. sex with this guy, mm. right? Mm. And it, it messed them up because what she did, she decided to, after the third or fourth time, mm -hmm. that she's got tired. Like, you know, what? I don't want to do that anymore. So I'm, I'm going to this other guy over here. Mm. And it messed this guy up. Mm -hmm. Right, it really, it really messed it up because he was getting all this more attention than his uh, his girlfriend from the time was given. Right, so she came and just it, it, that period of time now kind of got warped. Yeah, got you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So they changed the whole dynamic of the era. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right, mm -hmm. so they they no longer said swell anymore. If I, if I remember right. <laughs> they were swearing. <laughs> they start. They start doing what they taught them. Wow. wow. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Oh, Pleasantville. I need to make. And it's PG. It's PG thirteen, if I remember right. Okay. It was it was in black and white? They, they, when she went back in time, it was in black and white. And the more they had sex and um, even made out or anything that is like that those things and those people become color. Yeah, they became, yeah, they became in color. So after okay. a while, pretty much everything, well, no, at the end, there was still some, some um, black and white. Oh, it was white. mixed. It was yeah. mixed. Some and people then, walking wow. around black and white and some people walking around in color. Right. Wow. So, wow. so you can see who, who, you know, made out or whoever, because their lips would slowly change. And one lady ended up having an affair and she was trying to hide it by makeup of the, the black and white makeup, the gray mm -hmm. color makeup to hide it from her husband, you know, because he was like, no, we're not going there. We're going to keep it this way. And then, um, you know, everything start going in color. Mm. Yeah, if you're interested, it's, a, it's called Pleasantville. Okay. I think it's either PG or PG-13. It's not a rated R movie, if I remember. Is it rated R? No. It's not a rated, it's not a rated R movie. Okay, it's, okay. Interesting, uh, it's an interesting take on the concept. A purity to me. A pure, a pure, a, a, yeah, that's a good, that's a good word. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. Some of them didn't have sex. It was just making out. Like, mm -hmm. And that's know, as far as they went. Yeah. Uh, back when the day was the, the husband and the wife slept in two separate beds. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was an interesting movie. Okay. Okay. Pleasantville. Okay. Pleasantville. Yeah, that's what it was called. Wow. Yeah. So the, the whole thing is of us being aware of that and what can we do to help each other hold on to that that purity as long as possible or until you get married or you know, temptation from from other people that is not healthy. Yeah. You know? I, I I think I think uh, it's probably very important to have, like you were saying, a, a strong sense of, of value, mm -hmm. self value. 
which can become the foundation of being modest. Mm -hmm. uh, um, I don't have to be flashy. I don't have to advertise. I don't have to advertise because I know my value, mm -hmm. my personal mm -hmm. value. I know mm -hmm. my worth. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's a foundation for modest because the world is going the other way. Mm -hmm. And you have to actually have to have a strong foundation to go against the current. Right. Yeah. Be strong. Your character has to be strong here to go against the current. And I think being disciplined as well. Because <laughs> sure. you can be modest, but I can't control my thoughts. Or I feel like I can't control my thoughts. Like, I don't want to not think of doing something that I don't supposed to. Mm -hmm. So it's <laughs> not, you know, holding back, controlling that, keeping, mm -hmm. my, you know, mm -hmm. the battle of your mind itself. Sure. Because you, sure. you can be modest. I can I, I dress modest, but mm -hmm. then I still need help with my mind of saying, no, come back, come back. Well, being, being someone, you know, myself who already dove in, head first submerged, mm -hmm. climbed out, you know, because I mean, the whole swimming pool, but some people just dip their toe in it. Mm -hmm. Got you, Joe. I'm going to go, you know, knees uh, waist high, but some people just dive straight in. I, could, mm -hmm. I was one of those people that was submerged, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. so uh, to try now to try to reverse that—that's even harder. Yeah, not even have walked down the road in the first place, than to have walked down the road and trying to make those because you're constantly trying to pull yourself out, you know, and and, and somebody got your arm, and you you know, you, it's mm -hmm. a constant fight and a yeah. constant struggle. And, and that's, I'm sorry. No, no, I was going to say, and that's why scripture talks about things that we should or should not do mm -hmm. because God knows the beginning and the ending of everything. Mm -hmm. And there's some things if we prematurely engage in, it can take us down that road. And we can get to a point where we want to get off the road, but now it's harder to get off the road because I've been on it. I know what it feels like. I know what it looks like, mm -hmm. but I don't want to keep going down this road because it can eventually just destroy me. It can destroy my relationships. It can destroy the person that I am. Mm -hmm. And so it takes a great discipline and a great deal of strength to just you know like who was it back in the day just say no to drugs i forget who that was but anyway yes yes and and we can we can go back to that and you almost feel like you have to live in a cave in order to do that but you know what there are some things like there are some things that are on facebook that i say okay i'm not going to look at that in fact i have deleted some things because of the way some, you know, somebody, I've had women that want to be, be my friend, but the way they're dressed, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see, I don't want to see you like that. Mm -hmm. So I have to make a decision. I have to choose what I will and will not have as a part of my life. Yeah, that that, that is the, the basic bottom line. You, you have to make, you have the discipline to choose. Uh, I, I was, I would say though, because of the experiences that you may have had, Joe, you could really be a, a lot of help to a lot of young guys. Mm -hmm. You could really help a mm -hmm. lot of people. Because mm -hmm. a lot of people get trapped in that kind of thing and they just have no clue how to get. If you were able to come out of that, man, you could help a lot of guys. Yeah. 
I'm thinking about <clears throat> every young man's battle. Mm-hmm. You can help a lot mm-hmm. of men, a lot mm-hmm. of men. Because mm-hmm. that, that's a secret battle that a lot of men are having. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Yeah, well, yes. I guess, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not really, I think it was top three. Yeah, I just took book that one, yeah. I mean, it, 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 yeah, I think that that was the book, Game Plan. That was a good book. Yeah, that was a book that he was saying that if anybody ever asked, you know, mm-hmm. um, that book was a good book that helped to deal with yeah. that. So. James mm-hmm. actually taught that when you were with Cap. I don't know if you remember that back in the day. Game plan, the Every book young game plan. man. No, she's talking about game plan. Game, oh, a game plan. A, yeah, that's the book. It, it teaches men something about, well, I can't say it. He can say it better than me. About mm-hmm. if you look, it's, it's, I guess it's natural to look, but it's mm-hmm. how long you look or something like that. Yeah, I don't yeah, remember. That, that is the key. That's the key there. Put your eyes on a fast. Mm-hmm. The oh. hard part is, the hard part is, I see women, I have the same thing, and sometimes I'm better. <laughs> and I can't help from looking, you know what I mean? Like, I can just imagine a guy, you know, like, if it's getting my attention and I have the same body parts, I'm yeah. like, wow, but you're, you're, Yeah, but your your look would probably be different in the emotion, the, the experience okay. that is created. Okay. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it takes a lot of men. I think it takes other men to teach men. Yeah. I think a woman can probably give some insight, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know how how that how she can get that across without you know uh, getting too involved. Yep. Yep. It 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 takes a guy to to talk to another guy about stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and. and uh, it, it it really is it first of all it's really needed really needed uh and 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 uh you know i, I just i don't know like this is really great but uh, the kind of intimacy level that would take for something like that would be maybe uh go off on a camp or something with some guys and go off in a, on a camp and and not let's while we're out here away from everybody, let's talk about some real things that really, uh, uh, that you're gonna really experience that that can really turn your life upside down. Mm-hmm. And this can help you. Like a men's retreat. Like a men's retreat or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, so yeah, Joe, I, I just. And you know, anyone that's been through a battle of any sort, mm-hmm. whatever that battle is, you know, the battle of depression, the battle of sadness, the battle of uh, addictions, whatever, the greatest teacher is the one that has actually experienced that. Yep. Because nobody yep. wants to hear you talk about something you don't you know don't anything know about. about. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And so um, I think all of us have an experience where we can be an asset to the younger generation and this is a perfect example Mm -hmm. just the fact that you two wanted us to join you and do this generation to generation now i don't know what your audience is i don't know uh if you have gen xers or millennials or or what but this is an excellent idea to try to get them to understand that there there is 
there's value in what an older generation can tell the younger generation just in case they didn't get it from their own parents mm -hmm. or grandparents. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we like those warning signs that uh, that, shoot, that you see on the road. Oh, there's a dip coming up. Uh, there's a curve. You might want to take 35 miles per hour. You don't have to do 35. You don't have to. But, but we suggest that you do 35. Right, right. Right. I ain't doing 35. <laughs> Yes, sir. Yeah. And then the other sign says, well, here's the number to the tow truck. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they get those dark wheels. That's why they and what, are, and what are the visiting hours uh, in the emergency yeah. room? <laughs> <laughs> you might want to check out the video. Yeah, this is yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> There's, it's matter, called the law of physics. <laughs> right. As if you do this, this will happen. As a matter of fact, we send an ambulance about every 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> People ain't gonna listen. Oh boy, we're like, making like their money signs. off of foolishness. Mm -hmm. yeah. We like warning signs or those those caution signs that you see on the freeway or on the roads. You know, oh, slow down, there's ice on the bridge. You ever see those signs? Not ice the ice. On the bridge during winter or whatever. Mm. So no, like, I haven't seen the ice. See, we're Californians. <laughs> you haven't seen it in California? Uh, uh, no, I don't really go up to the mountains. It's too cold up there. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to see the snow from this vantage point. Down here. Yeah. <laughs> you got to go up to the snow and, get the, and, and, and do a snow angel. Uh, then, yeah. then come on back down. <laughs> I, I'll open. I'll, I'll make. I'll make some icing for a cake and do a snow angel. In, in <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! Oh, boy. Yeah. So I, it. Uh, I think it's really important for for us to help the younger people to to know how to handle their mental drugs. The, the drug that is endorphin mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that and to know what makes the brain secrete it know what triggers it mm -hmm. and then how to handle it because without that you can't control yourself mm -mm. you get out of control what about that i mean food is a testament to that too yes <laughs> yes sir yes <sighs> that's why we no that's why i got this stomach because <laughs> man, it's just I don't know, Patsy. That that is that is a fight and that is a battle because the battle is it, it, it's one thing if you experience it and it just you know feels like a bunch of knives, you know, cutting your pen. Okay, I won't do that no more. But it doesn't do that. Woo, <laughs> 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 mm. <laughs> man! Let me get another. I'm making dinner for you on Sunday. Huh? I said, speaking of, I'm making dinner for you on Sunday. Oh, the, um, what's it? The, uh, chicken fries. Right? The, uh, oh, yeah. We're still in the middle of it. The chicken fries steak. Yeah. You guys don't have to do some editing. You have to do some editing. Oh. Sorry. Uh, I, 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 like, I like this part in it. <laughs> I like this part. But anyway. Okay, so let's wrap it up. Uh, we're going to bring it back. <laughs> Hey Joe. Hey Joe, and I'm gonna throw in a banana pudding. That's what I'm talking about. See endorphins? Okay, control yourself. 
come back. 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 You'll be all right. You'll be all right. Oh, man. Oh, man. I might show up at 8.30. <laughs> oh my goodness oh okay guys Ooh. we're way way over <laughs> yeah we, yeah so that's what happens when you're having a good time yeah oh, yeah. yeah but uh, okay. i think i think we're going to end it there we appreciate your time once again we appreciate um, being with you yeah. maybe maybe i'll bring in a special friend next time we already brought one in today, Kobe, oh, our that. son's dog. <laughs> he heard the barking or anything. He do apologize. I think it's his wife's dog first <laughs> and his dog second. So we do apologize for that. But do you want to end the, the podcast? Um, anything you want to say? No, I, that's it. Uh, thank you. You know, thank you. Thank you again, Pastor Kathy, Pastor, Pastor James, for your time. You're welcome. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure, and, uh, pleasure for us. Um, liking or liking the video? Yeah. If you would be so kind, please, if you could spare a moment to move your mouse over to the bell, to the thumbs up, and click on it, <laughs> that would be very appreciated. Very appreciative. We will be very appreciative. All right. But anyway, no, if you have any questions or comments, please leave them below. We'll love to speak to you and to, uh, and to uh, share our moments with you, yeah. uh, questions that you may have. So thank you again. Uh, until next time. Thank you for watching. Thank you for watching. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. Take care.